all you cats and kittens. This oh is checking the rear view. <laughs> and I am the side view mirror that I knocked off my Ford Tourist in 09, Kylie. And this is the vanity mirror with the built-in beauty light, Sarah. Aw, that was actually really nice. <laughs> Thanks. I feel so special. Yay, you should. I'm the shitty mirror that I had to duct tape back onto my car. <laughs> and yes, if anyone's wondering, I did actually do that. <laughs> oh my god. All right. What are we watching today, Sarah? We are watching episode five of season one, Bloody Mary. Um, let's see. Several high schoolers dare their friend to look into a mirror and repeat a chant, not knowing that this will unleash a series of mysterious murders. Oh my god, I love how you read that. <laughs> We're in fine form tonight. It was great. I'm very excited. I'm googling Bloody Mary and the first thing that came up was a cocktail, so I'm doing great today. <laughs> I've never had one, actually. I don't want one. It's to tomato. I don't like tomatoes. It's tomato juice and Tabasco sauce. And I don't. I don't need that in my life. All right. Well, the first hit on the Bloody Mary movie thing is something that aired after the show. So obviously not that. This is obviously this is a. Um... I'm beginning to think that it was a lie. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna look up anymore because I think it's a lie that they they didn't actually name any of these episodes after horror movies. I wonder if it was a different season. Maybe it was season two. It was this season. I I recall very clearly. You got very quiet again. I did. I didn't. I I'm not doing anything. Okay, there. You're back. You're back. <laughs> and I have to ask you, Sarah. Probably not. But you had sisters. Did you ever play Bloody Mary? No. In fact, um, I hate um, this legend because in like third or fourth, I'm, we're going to get deep here in a second. All right. Let's third do it. or fourth grade, we had a section in school about urban legends and we had to memorize one and tell them. To this day, there are certain stories that I remember and am terrified. Like, I remember very clearly sitting in class plugging my ears because I did not want to listen. I was that scared. What kind of classes did you have? I would have in high school, I would have killed to have an urban legend class. I think it was more, like, the public speaking part. But I just clearly remember, like, there was a really creepy one that I don't even remember what the story was. I just remember the end. To this day, puts shivers down my spine but i know bloody mary was one of them and then the urban legend of this couple was in a car they fall asleep and they wake up and the guy is the only one there i think and he gets out of the car and there's stuff on his windshield and he comes out and it's his girlfriend like bleeding out on the car think uh the gender is reversed in that and uh you're a couple of episodes ahead of me okay <laughs> natural so uh, so we're doing the urban legends but yeah. i just like i know bloody mary was one of them so i did not mess with that as a child that's an insane story from your childhood sarah and i'm really glad that you shared it with me <laughs> I, I told you we're getting deep and that was a very long answer to a very short question no that's that, that's what i wanted <laughs> <laughs> 
That's crazy. Because my, oh, I mean, my answer is boring. No, like, yeah, I played Bloody Mary in the basement of my babysitter's house because she had like an old vanity down there, and uh, and nothing happened, and I wasn't scared, and it was just something to pass the time at an eighty-year-old woman's house that you're stuck at while your parents are at work. Did the eighty-year-old woman do this with you, or is it? No, just- I was I was babysat with another um, boy that was the same age as me. So, because of that, we would play. And oddly enough, I don't think, I don't know, maybe I blacked it out. Because usually what happens is, and I think this is in the show, what happens is that you kind of, like, one person, like, closes the door and they do the thing. And then your friends or whoever you're playing with kind of mess with you. And I don't think he did that. I think he honestly was, like, trying to summon a ghost or something. I don't know. (laughs) I was going to say that's nice of him. But if he was actually trying to summon a ghost, then no, not so much. I don't know. He's a firefighter now. That's not relevant, but this nothing. <laughs> I think because of my traumatizing childhood, I don't think I actually watched this episode. Really? Are you gonna be too scared? We're ca- it's kind of late at night. Are you gonna be okay? I probably have to turn that hallway light back on when we're done. I'm okay. not gonna lie, because it's a weird, it's a weird, like zigzaggy hallway, and you can't see all the corners. I'll be okay. Okay. I'm, thir- I'm 35. Ooh. I I will be okay. All right. Uh, let's see. What are the stats for? I just have to say that in my notes, I wrote me and then I wrote stats, as in I read the stats, but it looks like me stats. Like I'm me stats. Here's me stats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this episode first aired uh, October 11th, 2005. The director is Peter Ellis, who I don't know, and the writer is Ron hmm, Milbauer. We'll sure. go with that. Uh, who I also don't know. Uh, the rating's pretty good. It was an 8.4. So Higher than last week. No. Yeah, higher than last week. Last week was 8.2. Yes. Correct. Oh, no, I looked at the wrong page. We'll go with it. It doesn't matter. We'll go with it. You know what? And it doesn't matter anyway, because the only scores that matter are the ones that we give it at the end. It's just like, whose line is it anyways? The points don't matter. Don't matter. I mean, does any of this really matter? It matters to our friendship. It does. Aww. I I thought of a really nice thing to say about, um, I won't be scared because you're watching it with me. Oh, that's so nice. We're both hand chitting right I now. Know, we're, both, we're both gross. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's watch this. I thought she was going to just say, do you want to make out? (laughs) That's an entirely different sleepover. I mean, that's... Well, no, not when I was this age. It wouldn't have been my kind of sleepover. We had two different childhoods, as we've discussed. When I was this age, I was pretty... I was probably a lot like you. I don't know. Also, I was probably about this age with my traumatizing school story. They're much braver than I am. Those butterfly clips... On the girl in blue? Yes, butterfly clip. Yes. Totally has. Totally look like a nightmare. (laughs) I cannot see anything. I don't know if your TV is this dark, but like it's super dark. It's pretty dark. Also, I I do remember this though. I remember I had a sleepover where I think we watched Scream. (laughs) And I was probably about this age, so I think it was a little bit older yeah at that point but like i had never watched it and i don't think the person that 
had it there was watching it but we did we like turned out the lights and we were like Ooh, this could be. <laughs> like okay so let's say these girls are like 12 at the no, oldest yeah, they're tweens. what parent lets them play with all these can't not like there's too many candles for these children to be playing with oh me and my friends we had all kinds of candles and shit see that's what would happen that's the that's uh, the, kids are the worst. It's just a way to fuck with your friends. <laughs> she has a very mid two thousands haircut. Yeah, very, but it's appropriate on her because she's a teenager. I mean, it looks cute on her, but I'm just like, yeah. it's it's giving me it's like the butterfly clip giving me flashbacks. <laughs> also, her lip gloss is a poppin', as the kids. Oh, the lip gloss! I saw that that might be coming back. It seems like a lot more girls have lip gloss again. And I'm like, don't. It's a trap. It's a trap for your hair. I like that they just reused the footage from the pilot. They're on a budget, Sarah. No! I really, I have always liked that because people have, like, screen-capped it and gifted it. That shot of Sam kind of upside down, leaning back. I love that shot. I think it looks great. I'm constantly surprised by how much Dean actually wants to talk about stuff with Sam. <laughs> well, and it's funny, because he wants to talk about with Sam, but the minute Sam was trying to help him in the last one, he's like, I don't want to talk about my feelings. Like, it's he a one-way trip. Sam's trauma, but he doesn't want to talk about his. Exactly. All right. All right, that checks out. This, uh, this does not look like Toledo, Ohio. I'm just saying. I mean, do you want it to look like Toledo, Ohio? Ohio is garbage. I'm sorry, Garth. Hey. Toledo, but they are. I am born. I was born in Ohio, okay? Um, they do an episode where they're in East Lansing, and it just makes me mad that it doesn't look like yeah. East Lansing at all. They do, they do a couple of pretty eventful episodes that happen in Michigan, and none of them really look like Michigan. One of them almost seems like it should be, like, in an inner city area of Michigan, and it looks like it's in, like, friggin' Traverse City. Yeah. And it's like, no, those are two very, like, Saginaw and Traverse City are two very different places. Like, they're, they're filming in Canada. Just put it in northern Michigan and you're fine. Yeah. Right? It looks exactly the same. We're practically Canadian. And why are we only seeing half of their faces? This is a problem I have with a lot of TV shows. Like, they're trying to be... Sitting in the dark? Yeah, they're trying to be gritty, and... And you can't see anything. I also like the way Dean turned his head there. Because he's pissed. Yeah. (laughs) I would argue that, yes, he did earn that, though. So it might help. And I was talking about Hannibal earlier, about how I was surprised how much gore they got away with. But Hannibal has a strange color grading, too. And I'm wondering if the color grading has to do with trying to get away with more... Because, uh, yeah, you can't you can't see his eye sockets that clearly, the dead yeah. eye. Because it's not, it's not gonna, like, if you're grading it to be desaturated, those bright reds aren't gonna pop as much. Right, because I didn't even realize that was his blood on the floor when she opened the door it looked black yeah look at that girl she wants she... to him so hard 
Oh my god, who the friend? The blonde friend, not the one who was ogling Dean, the not other one. The one who was all of, up in Dean's grill. Yeah. The other one, she was on like the OC or something also. Mm, cool. Oh no, she was in Buffy, I think. No, Charmed. She was in Charmed. Yes, you're right. When you said Buffy, I was like, oh no, she was she was Charmed. She was that terrible plot line with Haley Cuoco and her. Yeah, her sister. Kaylee Cuoco. Kelly. Kaylee? Kelly. I don't know what her first name is. I just know that it was. I can't even Cuoco. pronounce her last name. I call her Kaylee. I don't know what her name is now. <laughs> Penny from Big Bang Theory. Penny. Penny, no last name given. I don't think your sister's right, but don't beat yourself up, then. <laughs> See? This is another one where Dean actually does know what to say to this kid. I literally just I like this shot, too. I like a lot of these shots. He turned on the light and literally nothing happened. <laughs> I'm, like, so mad about this lighting situation right now. <laughs> My thing will be the music, Sarah's thing will be the fact that everybody's just in the dark. <laughs> Dumb blonde in a horror movie. She's next. Yeah, the the girls in this are a little traditional horror movie. What a bitch. She is. She's the worst. So you will feel nothing when she dies. That's Although, also a very 2000s thing, too, because I can tell that her hair is very, like, flat-ironed. Yeah. I, all right, I'm living for these mirror transitions. That looks real cool. Why does she have in her underwear? Who walks around like that? I don't. I, oh my god, that's creepy. It's pretty creepy. I think I think this might be the first one where it was like, yeah, this is actually like legit scary. I don't know why, but I've always loved that line. Jamie named Dave. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Also, what bothers me a little bit, and this is nitpicky, they're in Toledo, which is not a small town, city. Yeah. And they're treating it like a small one. They kind of do that no matter where they go. That's Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, in general, they do this where they go to larger cities and treat it like a small town. He couldn't possibly in one night have scoured everything in Toledo. Maybe he's really quick. I mean, I suppose I could be underestimating his abilities. They are in high school, aren't they? Yeah. This is weird. Well, <laughs> these two grown men should not be hanging out with high school girls. True. But <laughs> Sam at least it. is closer to age. It's so and they're not overtly flirting either. Like yeah, the other true. girl had like a crush on like, him. But where not... is she? And where? I don't think we see this girl's parents. Like where are her parents? Well, um. Um, where are the other girls, where's the other girl's mom? 
She just said that she said she wanted to. No, 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 not Jill. The first girls. The oh. ones whose dads died. Dad died. Oh. I hadn't CPS taken you and your sister then. I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask. <laughs> Where's like uh, an maybe, adult? Maybe they're seniors and she's 18. She doesn't look 18. And they, she talked about, her little sister talked about a curfew at the beginning. So I'm going to guess 16, 17. There needs to be an adult, though. Oh, like the, maybe it's, maybe it's creepier because it's also very much a mystery. More so, like they've had to figure things out, but mostly figuring out what it is and how to kill it. In this instance, they kind of know it's a ghost and they know what to do with ghosts, but they have to like unravel this mystery of how is she picking her victims and how did, who is she and where did she die and all these different things. There's more details they have to uncover. Yeah, yeah, I always appreciate it. A good, a good detective, good detective work. We all standing in the dark. Thank you. I'm trying not to say it because I feel like I'm a broken record, but I'm actually getting mad that they don't know how to light these scenes. I get atmosphere, but you're literally putting your actors in the dark with some blind lighting, like some lighting through the blinds. And that's it. And it's making me mad. Are we in this guy's house? Apparently nobody likes to use their electricity anywhere in the Midwest. I mean, times are tough, man. That would be really weird. Yeah. Like, man, we were just sitting in class, and then this chick just started freaking the fuck out. Oh, my God. She broke a window? That effect didn't look great, but it's a neat idea. Thanks for trying. (laughs) Remember when phones had antennas? Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't. I was more looking at the fact that you can really see the green screen line on uh, Jared. I loved him because I'm a teenager and we know. Yeah. (laughs) I loved him. He scared me, so he's probably a bit of a bad boy, and I thought that was great. (sighs) When in fact, it sounds like he was probably a little bit abusive. A lot of it. Actually, surprised he actually did. Because I've heard a lot of stories from different women where, like, they're in this that kind of situation, and they never do. Like, I yeah. don't like they don't. Yeah, it's pure manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a good look from Dean. He's so pretty. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why when he turned to look that a second, I was like, ooh, damn. And here we start Every season, one of them tries to sacrifice themselves, mm-hmm. and the other and doesn't tell the other one everything. Yep, yep. And I'm already not happy about it. I mean, at this point, it's the first time they've really done this. I know, but I know that it's going to happen more often. Oh, just let it go. go. You just got to let it go. Be like Elsa. Let it go. <laughs> I won't <laughs> Because we'll definitely get copyright stricken. Ooh, I like that shot. Ooh, I'm telling you, the mirrors and the reflective. Loving the mirror shots. Great. This ten out of ten for cinematography on this one, man. 
Well, we already know our score for that one. I, I love it. I love Bust them all. They should know better. Like, to check. You think that a business wouldn't have a freaking alarm? Yeah. Yeah. You'd think, but that's right. Point the point that flashlight right at the mirror. But I like that. Bouncing off it. Brightest headlights in the world. Yep. Like before LED lights were a thing. Can you see anything? He says crap like he knows exactly who's out the door. Well, I'm sure he's assuming it's the cops. Well, then he should have assumed that there was an alarm. No, we're going to arrest you. Nothing like a little... I love that he's just like, I really don't have time for this right now. Like, I'm going to just punch a cop. Oh. Yep. They're planting that seed now? Yeah. What is this, the ring? It is very ring-like, yes. Why is she killing Dean? Her dramatic effect? Ugh. What's with the melting effect that they're doing on these goats? I take back everything I said about good cinematography. (laughs) I was gonna say, this looks like another case of, like, they didn't have a big prosthetics budget, so they just keep her in dark the whole time, and then they did that. And then they did that. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely be concerned as a mother. I know, like, has she been gone all night? She was at their motel room. Yeah. Like, we know know nothing nefarious is going on, because they're like, yes, this is a child, and we're helping her. (laughs) And that's very much how they treat her, and that's great. I appreciate that. But her parents don't know that. These two people are serial killers. (laughs) Also, maybe your boyfriend was kind of a dick. Yes, but the fact that he went through with it meant he also had a lot more problems than he was conveying. That's not her problem? No, it's not, but... What is this weird 90s song that they're playing over this? I don't know, it didn't say what it was on the subtitles. Oh, it's not even 90s, it's just weird. It's like grunge rock. Don't belittle my precious grunge rock. (laughs) Actually, this sounds more like Christian rock, is what it reminds me of. Could be. I mean, I say that, but probably not. I mean, it's probably not, but you know how that kind of thing sounds. Like, it's almost like real music, but not quite. Oh, is that what Christian music is? Yeah, it is 100% what Christian music is. All right. Let's see if my TV will obey me, or maybe I'll just turn it off this time. And we're done. Yay! 
All right, so we are done watching, and now we're going to rate this and decide if we should kill it or not. I don't know. I'm Can sorry. you kill it? Of a TV show? I don't know. We have a new element that I wasn't aware of. We're killing it. <laughs> yes. I'm just making changes on you as um, we go. Before we go too far, I just want to say I have cookies. What are you? I have cookies. I will have cookies because we said last time we're going to bring cookies. <laughs> so I legitimately brought them and I needed. You brought them up next to your face and I was like, are we doing an ad for Milano cookies? We, we are. Sponsored by. Not really. No. Not really. Absolutely. If you want them. Milano cookies, they are delicious. That would be a really weird sponsorship for a Supernatural blog, though, or podcast. It'd be very on brand for us, though. It's fair. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Let's get on to the ratings. Oh, what am I doing? Okay, the ratings. I think that was a great <laughs> That was a smooth segue. I know. We're great at that. Okay, ratings for Bloody Mary. Uh, the overall, for my overall, I gave it a seven. Uh, Sarah gave it a six. For the Monster of the Week, we decided a five um, just because she is just a ghost and a little bit because she looks really weird when she comes out of the mirror. Um, the supporting cast is just a four. They're okay. Um, the writing was a seven. I think it was really strong. Um, they set a lot of stuff up. We'll talk about that later. Um, the cinematography was great. I really liked it. We talked about that a lot. It's an eight for us. Um, the Fields of the Laughs, seven, because uh, they have a nice little heart to heart. Uh, main cast is at a seven. I kind of wanted to put that an eight, but we'll keep it at a seven. Um, I think Jared did really good this episode. Mm -hmm. um, so the total uh, is 51 or over 80. <laughs> I guess that's right. 51 out of 80 is what I actually wanted to say, um, which puts it at number four of five. But it is only one point behind Phantom Traveler out of 52. So it's pretty much, it's almost tied with Phantom yeah. with the last one we did. So. Not too bad, but we kind of we agreed with the placement of everything. All right, now we they're slowly losing the plot here. Out of our minds. <laughs> Let's talk about this and see if we can get any coherent thoughts. We certainly can. Are you sure? No. <laughs> um. So I wrote this down. I don't have a ton of notes, but I wrote down Dean bonding with kids, and I'm noticing a pattern. And I find it interesting because we see in these early episodes of how good Dean is with kids. And then we don't really see it that much later on. So it's a very good setting up of like the softer side of his character. And I'm sure it was unintentional in terms of not seeing it or seeing it in a different way later on. But it's like literally every single episode, they're giving him an opportunity to bond with someone younger than him. Yeah. Um what he says i did i took that when he was talking to that little sister like, yeah i think that's what i meant he was very soft with her and he he said exactly what she needed to hear and it was it was a very nice moment and it was like yeah he knows what to say to traumatized kids and that's cool i think that i think that goes back to like trying to trying to write him kind of in a tropey way and that like hyper masculine way. Mm -hmm. I think they um 
they kind of shoot themselves in the foot because they want to do that. But then we have these moments and those, those are the moments that really connect people with Dean. And then I think as time goes on, they might like, they lean into it a little bit more because they realize that that's, that's what people like about Dean. Yeah. Sorry. Did you want to say something? <laughs> no, I just wanted to make clear. You said traumatized kids, yeah. not traumatized kids. <laughs> I mean, you can dramatize kids probably unintentionally. <laughs> that's all. I wanted to make sure we were yeah. clear that that's what you He said. knows what to do with traumatized, already traumatized children. Um, and then, like, in the scene where they're talking, I wrote down Billy, which is not her name, but that's the name of the other character in Charmed. I think, or that might be her character in Charmed. I don't remember what her name is in this show. Uh, Blonde girl number two. Blonde girl that doesn't die. Sure. (laughs) When they were in the hotel with her and they had everything covered up, I felt like Dean was more, like, something in his face made me feel like he understood more where she was than Sam did, even though I think they were trying to connect her with Sam in terms of she had a significant other who died. There was something that Jensen did with his face that made me think Jensen was more understanding of the emotion she was in in that moment than Sam was. And I don't know if it was an acting thing, if it was me interpreting it wrong or what, but I wrote down that she seemed to, he seemed to be more understanding of her in that moment than Sam did when I know that they were trying to connect her story with Sam's. Honestly, it was so dark on that scene that I couldn't tell what his face was doing. <laughs> For what? I saw something that you didn't do this dumb lighting. I yeah, I mean I don't know. And maybe it maybe it was this cuz the way they framed it was I thought it was kind of weird cuz they almost have it framed like Sam is sitting behind her as opposed yeah. to, as opposed to like in whereas Dean is very much like positioned in front of her. Um so I think it's more of like that where like you're almost conflating them like they're the same person yeah. where and Dean is the Dean is the one like he tells Sam, you know, this isn't your fault where he is the one trying to comfort Sam. He's also the one trying to comfort her. Yeah. So maybe, think- that, maybe that was the tie in was that he is he is the 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 counselor in this situation where these two people are are in the same boat. I I don't know. I was I was surprised. I don't I didn't remember all the cool like mirror shots that they did where you can see the reflection of Mary. They did a couple of really cool transitions where like and it seems kind of cliche, but because of the subject matter of well, you know, cliche like you see the monster behind the guy in the mirror, you know. Um <clears throat> one of my least favorite shots in horror movies ever. <laughs> So this episode was great for you. Yeah. Um, but it seems kind of cliche, but because of the subject matter, because it is, in you know, Mary is intrinsically tied to mirrors, you know, it would make sense to utilize them as much as possible. And I think they do. I think they do a great job. And I like that one shot where they had, like, she could see Mary in the teacher's glasses. Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate what you were trying to go, do there, but, like, your budget... Your, your budget won't allow you to do that. <laughs> your budget did not account for that. No, and I and I liked that it wasn't just in mirrors. 
What I think also helped make it work is that they lingered on the shot of revealing her just long enough for you to understand what it was. And it wasn't like the thing where you see the bad guy in the mirror and it stays there for a while. Like, they just left the shot, and I think that's why it worked. And they, why it worked for them doing it so many times, because it was quite often that she would pop up, um, is that they held it for just long enough for you to recognize that it was her, and then move on. Um, I did, like, I think it was Blonde Girl Who Didn't Die. I wish I could remember what her name was in the show. She's walking past, like, a bank of windows, like, at a computer lab. And as she walks past, like, clearly the actress who was playing Mary was, like, crouched down and stands up. Like, that's probably how they did it. But it was still really cool. Yeah. Like, that she just walks by and all of a sudden Mary's there. I know, that was was a really good... But yeah, all the mirror shots, all, like you were saying, the shots of... The reflect, and yeah, then it wasn't just mirrors, it was any reflective surface. That was good, yeah. And the upside-down shots of Sam... Hey, I forgot, I've, I've seen the, and I forget that it's from this episode, but I've seen that shot of him, that opening shot of him where he wakes up, where Dean wakes him up, mm-hmm. um, and he's got his held, head tilted back. There's something about that that's, it just looks really cool, and it's a really um, good transition from that nightmare that he's having into him being jostled awake. I well, think they don't really do shots like that. Like, if you think of any shots of them waking yeah. up. Yeah, those more artistic shots. Yeah, that's why I think we gave it so high. The lighting, as we said multiple times, is terrible. <laughs> but they more than made up for it with all these experimental shots. So, good director choice. I don't even remember who the director was, but uh, somebody did a good job. Peter Ellis. Good job, Peter Ellis. Cool. Do you need to get something off your chest about how dark everything is? I... <laughs> This is a thing that's more prevalent now. Like it's a, and I don't know if like supernatural is the reason or what, but any sort of show that is any sort of suspenseful, scary, everything is so flippin' dark. Either they dark darken everything or they have really terrible lighting, like in this one. But your show cannot be compelling if your lead's faces are in complete darkness. It's maddening. It's it makes me so angry. <laughs> There's also a thing that I realized um, as I was looking um, forward at different things that are coming in season two is that there's, and like we we talked about this before, that they're definitely shooting on digital because of the um, aspect ratio. Um, But there's something that happens between season one and season two. Season one, there's a certain graininess to the film quality that isn't there for any other season. And I, I don't I don't know if that was a stylistic choice or if it was a budget thing. I honestly don't know. But there, and I don't think when they're doing, cause like I said, I was, I'm gonna talk about Hannibal because that's what I'm watching right now. <laughs> um, but it's also tied. Um, cause Hannibal is also color graded very, um, very blue and very dark. And it does have the really low lighting, but I can see everything perfectly clear in that because unlike Supernatural, or at least this season of Supernatural, it doesn't have that added graininess that also lends to that kind of like, you can't see everything as clearly. It's, you know, in Hannibal, the shots are much, much sharper Mm -hmm. um, because they had a bigger budget than Supernatural did in the beginning. But 
um, it's much sharper. So when you have these really dark shots, um, these really desaturated shots, you can still make out what's happening. Whereas I think the combination of having that desaturation plus the graininess is really like causing you to not be able to see anything in some shots. <laughs> yes, agreed. So I don't know. It's interesting to think about where the technology was. And I mean, to your point, we were using flip phones because that was the year I got my first cell phone, which was in 2005. So it was a pink. Kids today phone. don't know the satisfying. Well, they do now because uh, Motorola came out with an updated Razor. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's a smartphone with like a smartphone screen that you can close like oh. the Razor. I feel like that's going to break technology they make bendable phones bendable I, I know but like, i'm making the hand i know you are i'm making the like we're, ma- we're both making the snap close like alligator oh, mouth yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's i don't know technology has come a long way let's just let's just leave it at we that live in the future we do did you have light up headphones back in the day i know you didn't I did not. I had light up shoes back in the day, but not light up headphones like the ones. We also probably couldn't have done this back in the day with the Skype and the. Nope. Nope. We could have. Uh, we could poke each other on Facebook and uh, chatted on AIM. I didn't have AIM. You didn't have AIM? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yes. Yes. laughs> I say it like that because we so were sassy. sassy Sarah's coming out. <laughs> yeah, I say it like that because we were in college, and that's how I communicated with everyone in college. I so think... the fact that you didn't have it is just I don't recall that, and I just assumed because that's how I communicated with people. <laughs> I did not realize, and it's probably because, like I said, I'm pretty sure I skipped this episode because I was so terrified of the whole Bloody Mary thing. I didn't realize they planted the seed of Sam's demon stuff this early in the ep- in the show i it was definitely and see this goes back to me not watching the pilot as the first episode of supernatural i ever watched is that i already knew that sam had psychic abilities so i was i remember watching this through the first time and being like man when do they bring this up that he's psychic so when this episode happened i was like oh all right now we now we can get the ball rolling on that um i don't it's not until Fuck, I don't think it's really until the end of season two that it really comes down to, like, it's a demon thing. Um, For this season, it's definitely more just, like, it's, um, it's just a, it's a very strange psychic thing. Well, and I wrote down Annoying Sam, and it's because (laughs) I don't, like, I never really liked the storyline in terms of he keeps so much from Dean. Like, he keeps... This is the start of one thing I hated about the early seasons, is that they he keeps so much about this particular situation from Dean. And it's just... And I hate... And I've, I said this in a different situation. I hate the story... Um, I hate miscommunication as a plot... As a conference... Or conflict conflict i hate i hate the lack of communication as a use as a creation of conflict 
just tell him that you're having weird dreams and move forward. Like, that's why I think I remember really not liking Sam's storyline with all of this premonition stuff. And I think it's because he's not saying everything. And that really annoys me. I'm going to say this. I'm usually with you on that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm being, And I've said that before, like in the pilot and stuff. Oh, please um, disagree with me. That's what makes things interesting. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a minute. I okay. think especially knowing what I will know in the future. <laughs> because I too am psychic. <laughs> um, but... I I think that keeping keeping something like that from Dean, I don't think it's so much I don't think it's some he does make it bratty just because he is kind of being a brat, but I think it's more of a I can't think of the word. What am I trying to say? He's trying to protect himself. Mm-hmm. Um because having that ability and not knowing where it comes from having it being sudden onset is not a good thing in their world because like we haven't yet but eventually we will come across witches and they kill witches even though technically they're kind of humans they're like the only like gray area where this is essentially a human but will kill them like they're a monster so I think I think that there possibly is something going on in Sam's mind where he's trying self-preservation that's what I was trying to think of where he's practicing this more self-preservation but also and we touched we've touched on this before where Sam not only like is more independent, but he craves independence much more than Dean does. Mm-hmm. Dean likes to have people rely on him, and he likes to to have have his army of children. <laughs> yeah, and, you know he likes that um, that connection and stuff. Whereas Sam really does crave his independence and crave his autonomy. So I think. Another aspect of that is not only the self-preservation thing, but also that he wants to, he doesn't know what's going on with him. And there's probably some aspect of him that wants to try and figure it out himself Mm -hmm. first before really opening up about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. And I think, because they, and I said this earlier, they do this a lot, or one of them doesn't tell the other one something. And... Later down the line, I think they have a lot more room for gray area in terms of their own philosophies. Mm-hmm. So I, I get what you're saying, where, like, Dean sees things right now currently very black and white, mm-hmm. um, and Sam is possibly afraid of it. I still, I am not a huge fan of it. And maybe it'll, maybe I'll change my mind as we watch these. Something you said about Dean... And we'll see it, especially later. Dean's love language is doing for others. <laughs> like, is is doing something good for others. Sorry, I was drinking, taking a drink. I know, I just, like, blew my mind. I was so hard. That was the most, like, silent squeeze I've ever seen. I'm sorry, I didn't plan that out. You almost died on your water. <laughs> but, like... Like, that's why he is so, like... We were saying, he's pushing Sam, tell me what's wrong, because he wants to do for Sam something to make it better. Mm -hmm. But he's also like, I'm not going to tell you anything about what's going on with me. 
it's a very it, with being that dichotomy i think is part of what his love language is because like late and i know we've been trying really hard not to reference later episodes but in my mind particularly it's like when they get to the bunker and he's making dinner yeah he's so when he's nesting yeah because that's what he i mean and if you look at him through that lens you see it a lot mm-hmm. it's and that's why I think he is so good with the people they're trying to help. Yeah. And I think now that you mentioned that, though, you brought up the love language thing. And that's kind of the thing the love languages is to kind of like in your relationship, identify this within yourself so that you can like meet like where like, oh, I wasn't doing this for you and you weren't doing this for me because we're not on the same page to get us on the same page. Um, and I think that's where a lot of of that comes to a head with um Sam and Dean, since you said that, it just it just popped in my head. Like because his because Dean is very acts of service, and because because of that, he is kind of like, well, I want to help you, but I don't want to burden you with my stuff. Whereas Sam is more like analytical and independent. He's more independent. He's like, I need to figure this out. He isn't so much like I don't want to burden you with this. He's more like I need to figure this out first before I can talk to you about it Mm -hmm. um but also like he has that analytical bent where when Dean keeps this stuff from from him he doesn't understand why when it is that that act of service where he would feel like it's a burden and he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to do that to anybody and And that's why they're not on the same page and that's why they butt heads (laughs) Well, and I think that goes back to John Winchester's A-plus parroting. Like, I'm going to kind of in, uh, make some assumptions because I don't remember if this is ever said in the show. But I'm sure John was like, don't, I don't want to hear your feelings. I'm paraphrasing. But, like, he is probably the reason why Dean views his feelings as a burden. Mm-hmm. You know, views sharing his burden, his, sharing his burden is a burden. And I'm sure that's how he was raised because Mm -hmm. seeing john winchester is the bad parent he is but now i'm like well even like he doesn't even have to tell him like oh i don't want to hear that just the fact that he was so absent yes yep and that is canon so that is you can't even argue that like he wasn't there (laughs) um so now now my brain's like what's sam's love language like what is Sam's? Love? What are the love languages? I don't even know. I have no idea. I threw out that phrase like I knew what it was. You're right. Acts of service. I think gifts is one. Gifts is one. I'm gonna Google it. Keep going. Um, oh, uh, affirmations. Just like saying it. Um, which is not Dean's love language. <laughs> okay. Um, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. You know what? Hmm. Sam's might be quality time. I was going the same direction. Because he's not really all about saying it either, as much as he likes to talk things out. Um, I don't think words of affirmation fit him. Gifts don't really fit either of them. Mm-mm. Maybe being more than Sam. Um, yeah. I'm trying to look up some more. These pictures won't load. Um... Uninterrupted and focused conversations, 
one on one time is critical. I think that fits Sam that's, really well. Yeah, Sam's is Sam's is quality time. Yeah. Whereas that's where it butts up too, because I've I've seen that before in other well, we're talking about brothers. <laughs> Maybe we're talking about Winces, but in like romantic couples where they no, we're not talking about Winces. <laughs> no, correct. that's a line I will never cross. No, thank you. Okay. No, they absolutely no, thank you. All right, but anyway, well, in any relationship, really, but in, yeah, I guess any general relationship, like in married couples, I've seen a thing where, like, and it is that specific the access surface for versus the quality time. I think I just listened or watched something where a married couple was talking about this, and they had and they did have to kind of like talk about it because one was active service and one was quality time. And the problem with that dynamic is that the active service person will be out like oh I can go do this for you and and whereas the quality times person is just like stop be here and it's it's that disconnect where it's like I'm trying to do something for you to show you I, I love you and the other person is saying like just be here that's like what are you doing that's not showing like you know yeah and as someone who I think acts of service was probably the closest to my what I would consider my love language mm -hmm. The one-on-one -on -one quality time, like, I feel like I'm not giving you anything, so this cannot be helpful. Or, you know, it's not actually what you need because I'm not doing something for you. We're just sitting here talking. And, and so... See, see I, I'm i a little bit more... I'm, I, I act, honestly don't know what I am, but I'm either... Um, words of affirmation or quality time. Because when I spend quality time, like, I just... Like, it just feels good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was great. Like, even if we just talk about Supernatural for four <laughs> hours, like, yes. oh, that was great. Well, and I think that's why Dean is much more tell me what's wrong, but I'm not going to tell you what's wrong yeah. because yeah. that's uncomfortable to me, but that's the only, in the framework of quality time, the only thing I can do as an act of service is to give you this part of me, and I'm not comfortable with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, because it, it is very like that is what quality time is is sharing. Yeah. Sharing. Right. My act of <laughs> service to you is fine. I think, but I think this is very, very interesting, and this is why we yeah. wanted to do this. That yeah, it's it's fascinating to think about, and it's I it is because I don't think about the love languages very often, um, probably because I'm not in a romantic relationship, but um, uh. It is but, interesting that you, since you brought that up, it is, it is interesting to think about. Go on. No, I was going to say two things. One, I kind of want to clarify, even though we understand it, love languages can be for any type of relationship. I just want to yeah, put that I just brought up one. It's to be a romantic one. As someone who's not in a romantic relationship and has, we're just going to say grave feelings about romantic relationships, my love language is definitely more towards friends and family, and that's fine. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. I just put incest in there because it's fun. Yes. <laughs> not, not to be buzzkill, but uh, <laughs> we are inclusive here in this podcast. Yeah, See, it doesn't uh, And then the other thing was, I know the writers didn't put this much thought into it. Like, that's something we also <laughs> have to acknowledge. Love languages were not a thing we talked about in 2005. And I'm yeah. sure the male writers of Supernatural did not think about it in 2005. So... What you'll find, especially with this fandom, but in a lot of fandoms, which is what makes fandom great, is that we as fans, 
inject a lot more meaning into things, but that's what makes it fun. I think part of what that is, especially with Supernatural, because it ran, like we were talking about it, like this is old technology. It's been on forever. We're old. Like, <laughs> like because it's been on so long and because new fans keep adding on these younger kids that were either not born or too young to watch it. No, probably not born, but that were too young to watch it when it came that, out. Like, physically paid me for you to say that. Well, whatever. You're <laughs> old, man. Um, but uh, the, these new fans coming to it are like because we can understand the frame of mind that we were in like we were just went on a down memory lane of 2005 you know we understand where we were mentally and where we were as a culture in 2005 whereas these younger kids are coming at these older episodes with the frame of mind that they have now so of course they're gonna view it through that lens and that is where you get a lot of these metas that um nobody thought were was gonna happen the writers the whoever the actors the producers whatever weren't thinking of at the time because we weren't there yet and yeah. it is it is interesting and it does build on itself and it's fascinating to kind of go back and look because yeah I've never thought of I've, in 15 years I've never thought of Sam and Dean's relationship quite in these terms before <laughs> yeah I mean yeah yeah it is a lot of fun to go back to 2005 with the 2020 mind frame yeah that's that's why I think this will be a lot like part of the reason is that we wanted to do this is because we love Supernatural and um, we wanted to revisit that. But I, I find this sort of conversation and discussion a lot of fun. So, yeah, it is. I'm really glad we're doing this. Yay! I am too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that all we had? to discuss that's all I had in my notes I don't have anything for everything all I have left are my songs oh yes yeah. let's, let's talk about the music and yeah. I'm sorry that I offended your like grunge rock, rock self I'm so sorry but by saying that crappy Christian rock band was grunge I me. I can't I have over the ear headphones on this is not a visual podcast and so i can't fully hear what's going on so through my muffled hearing it sounded like crud rock it's fine <laughs> you know what the funny thing is oh okay all right We're, we'll get so that that came at the end write it down so you don't forget i have it all written down okay okay so this this episode well it didn't start with this song but my song list starts very strangely for supernatural uh, it's Fallout Boy, Sugar, We're Going Down. Is that the song the girl was listening to when she was in yeah. her room? Okay. <laughs> so it makes sense because uh, yeah. that is what she would be listening to at the time. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, that that was still pretty big then. I, Plus, I just feel like all music was popular in 2012, and I don't have any real reference for when music was popular. Wow. I know. Okay. So I'm not the person, like... I'm not the person for uh, reference on this point. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Fallout Boy. Well, you know what? As much as I, I've been praising classic rock, I guess Fall is Fallout Boy classic No, it's not. Um, as much as I've been no. praising classic rock, I do love me some Fallout Boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm not mad at that. All right. Um, let's see. 
That could have been several moments during this episode. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading when the songs were played. Um, and this one says it plays in the car when they're talking about how Mary is connected to all the mirrors, which could have been several moments in this episode. So I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but um, Def Leopard Rock of Ages. And um, I only just today realized that Def Leopard doesn't spell leopard right. Really? It's spelled L-E-P-P-A-R-D. Well, they don't, they don't spell deaf right either, so I guess it makes sense. I mean, de- I don't know what deaf leopard is supposed to mean. But anyway, deaf, deaf leopard walk of ages. Is that what was on the it Netflix? In the 80s, it doesn't mean anything, and it didn't have to, is the answer. Was that what was on the Netflix version? No, these are all the original. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't, just for, I guess I should have clarified this, um, I don't read the Netflix version, because you can just listen to that crap on your own time <laughs> i thought we were comparing but you're just listing you're purely just listing i am purely songs. Listing, yeah. okay got it got it got it i'm thing, on board same thing on our tumblr again i will put, repost these on our tumblr four Check episodes in and i'm finally i'm finally here i'm finally <laughs> on the same page uh, dear we are five episodes in <laughs> i take back my statement <laughs> all right i will also be posting the, the song list on our tumblr Checking the review at Tumblr. Um, all right, and then the last song, um, the song that we were fighting about, the grunge song, <laughs> that was not good, the slash Christian rock song, is supposed to be the Rolling Stones. Oh. Laugh, I Nearly Died, which is a great song. Stones' Laugh, I Nearly Died is a great song. It would have been, and it would have been much more... And that's the thing where I, this is where I get in with having the wrong songs is because, because that shot, that's the shot of them driving out of town. Sam has this vision of Jess standing on, standing the, on the sidewalk as they go by. And with the Rolling Stones, Laugh I Nearly Died, that moment becomes very poignant because of the subject of the song, because of the tone of the song. And more than that, when you're creating a television show, you have to think about the song cues, not just the songs that you make specifically for the show, but the songs that are gonna be like these ones, the ones that are gonna be added. And that is what you tailor the episode to. So the episode is tailored for the song. The moment is tailored for this song and the moment would have played better with this song. So that's why I, I harp on this. And I know that the next episode, um, I'm really gonna harp on it because there's, I, it's A, it's a great, they're great songs. And B, they are so, the, so, the, the moments are so tailored to the song choices that they made for the original broadcast that it's, it's kind of a mess hearing it with something else. It well, it's not as strong. It makes it, it, it makes yeah. for a weaker watching. I didn't even talk about the women of supernatural. God, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, 2005, oh, that's what we've been talking we about. We also need to talk about the fact that this episode passes the Bechtel test. It's the first one. Because <gasps> oh the girls God. talk to each other. They do. The sisters talk to each other. They talk about her breaking curfew. The yes. sleepover girls talk to each other about Bloody Mary. Everybody yes. talks to each other about Bloody Mary. So, yeah, we've got a cast of young women 
none of whom are the love interests, and they talk to each other about horrific things. <laughs> now, does the fact that that blonde girl number one who dies go walks around in her underwear talking about how hot Dean is offset that? <laughs> no, because she's correct. <laughs> She was eye-banging, like, the first shot of her, like, she clocked him and was like, damn. And I was like, okay. And I know we're in Hawaii, because that would have been me in high school. I was like, damn. I know we already said this, but I like, it It would have been very easy to have him reciprocate, even if she were was a teenager, because we, in 2005, did not care about that stuff quite as much as we do now. So I'm glad. They didn't go down that route. Not but even anyway, not I, even a whisper. Not even a look. Um, yeah. Sam and Dean treated these girls very much like lighters, yeah. Yep, very much like these are these are children that we need to help. These are yeah. people that we need to help. Not grown women. <laughs> yes. So back to your original point, women of supernatural. The one blonde friend who dies was very much the tropey horror film yeah. character. Mm-hmm. But I liked... That scene where she died, though, was still... it was That was the moment where I was like, wow, this is very... It is very horror. But it was done very well. It was scary. It was horror. I w- that was the one time where I was generally, genuinely uncomfortable. I was like, I, this is... I don't want to look. Like <laughs> I know. I, I think because you think... In an in a regular horror movie, yeah, you probably would have seen her eyes melt out, but because yeah. network, you don't. <laughs> they wasted it all on the terrible melting animation. Well, later. no, not just the budget, but just like what you can get away with as far as the FCC. Oh, uh, yeah, yep, you're right. The older sister, and I remember her name was Donna because I remember thinking that's a very old name. The older sister who found the dad, she was fine. She <laughs> and the little sister, they they served their part. They yeah. weren't big roles. But also, like, where is CPS? Yes, like, where is the adult for those children? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm happy we finally got some one of these freaking episodes to pass compassionate tests. Well, I'm sure there are more, but I. I mean, yeah, but uh, it is funny that it's like this one where it's just like it passes because it just happens to be this group of high school friends and this <laughs> this group of tweens having yeah. a sleepover. <laughs> Because and it is funny because if you think about it, like the the stereotype is that oh girls talk about boys, but like yeah, actually those are the ones that pass the Bechdel test because they're not talking about boys; they're talking about being a, bad friends and scaring the crap out of each other with Bloody Mary. A, a dead girl in the mirror—that's what they're talking yeah. about. Because that's what girls are always talking about. The stereotypes are wrong. We're always talking about death. Obviously, <laughs> especially especially in recent times. Uh, I think I went too far with that one. <laughs> I think you went just far enough. I never know where the line is. There's no line. The line is invisible. The limit does not exist. Okay. <laughs> that will be it from us today. Thank you for humoring us, as always. <laughs> and remember to tell someone that you love them today. Yes. And whatever your love language is. We talked about love languages a lot. We did. For explore, no maybe explore your own love language and, and show it to someone safely in these times. 
socially distant if need be. Yeah. And and show some love language to someone in your life. Thanks for that, Sarah. You're welcome. Say goodbye, Sarah. Goodbye, Sarah. Yay! Thank you.